What's good? It's your boy Jay Harmony. We calling in from Brooklyn. I just cooked up a nice rack of ribs. So that means I only got one question for you. You free? Hello? Yeah, what's up, Brody? Hey, Khalees, what are you doing? Nah, I'm just chilling. What's the matter? It sounds like something's wrong. Yeah, nothing. Yo, my man is just stressing me out. Problems? Words, yeah. Yo, he's just bugging. Last night, we were watching this game show. They were talking about marriage and that stuff you know. I found myself laughing, cause those couples weren't clear. And then here he comes with this bright idea. So I said to him, I know you mean well. I know that we would soar, but are you ready? You gotta be sure, you gotta be sure. yourself in something different and sometimes you, you need a break to break away from creating because you put your all into it so much just like working a regular job you need the rest yeah i would i would pretty much say it's the it's the same you really do have to take those steps away from your creative work to refresh your mind give it some um new perspective and that comes through life experiences you know you have to bounce around put yourself in different situations and um, reveal more of who you are through those interactions that you have with the world. Because I feel like being an artist, doing creative work, you're at your best when you're the most vulnerable. And you can be the most vulnerable when you've accessed those parts of yourself through those interactions in life. So just like T was saying, it's really important for you to get out there and experience life and let that inform the way you approach your art. A follow-up question to that, then I guess is sort of like, how do y'all catch when you're faking the funk? Like, how do you like, like both of you sort of had this uh, sentiment of like, you have to be able to do this. Like, you have to go and, and be able to live your life. But like, when do you, like, when do you realize that you're faking the funk? Because that to me sometimes is difficult, right? Like, especially for me when I have a creative idea that I was super into previously, and then like I want to be creative, so I'm revisiting that idea, and like, but that sort of. I guess, a self-assessment of realizing like, okay, now that might've felt true to me back then, but that's no longer where I'm at. I got to like pause for a second. You know, that can be difficult sometimes, especially when ego comes into play and whatnot. So so what's that look like for y'all? It's a feeling process. I don't think it's like one guaranteed thing. Like once I reach a certain goal, like I'm over it. I think it's just like, you just feel it one day, like, nah, this ain't it. Or it started like things that used to satisfy you don't feel comfortable anymore. Or like you bored with it. And it's like, I don't I don't feel eager to do this anymore. It's like, right, I'm tired of it. So I was like, all right, let me take a step back and see what I'm supposed to do next. And that's where, like, the living and taking a break comes into play. It's a gut feeling that'll tell you when something ain't, you know, quite right or that you need to restore some type of balance. 
in your life if you know you, like you call it, you know, faking a funk. Like deep down, I think for the nature of who you are as a creative, it's going to kindle that. It's going to, you know, light that fire for you to get back to doing, you know, get back to your purpose. And I know for me, you know, in order to prevent that stark contrast and feel like I'm trying to juggle two different lives, I try to approach it more as a, this is just an all-encompassing life. Like, this is every day for me. I'm doing, like, these things are coexisting in my life. And I have to accept the fact that that's how it is because it's going to bring me more inner peace um, in pursuing the things that I love to do. And so, yeah, really, it's, it's just about living that life outside your art, but also finding ways for um, different things in your life to coexist. And it's like you, you yourself and your life is the art that makes sense. Mm, yeah, I love that. That makes perfect sense. That's something I run into a lot too, where there's a lot of different things that I put my time and my energy to, some of which are more personal to me or like feel more in line with sort of a part of me that I want to put out in the world. Some of the things which are equally important a lot of the times, but not necessarily, don't necessarily strike those same emotional chords. And sometimes when I'm working on those things, as opposed to the things which, you know, feel a little bit truer to self, it is tough. It, and, and I think the way that you put it in terms of it, like all being, you know, it's not like, you know, the main hustle and the side hustle, or like this art form and that art form, it's all just different aspects of self. I think that's super real, you know? Mm. Um, that's something that, I've, that I think about a lot is feeling true to self and like having that authenticity, even when I'm doing things that maybe aren't, you know, the, cause like, you know, we all, we all have like <laughs> dreams of what we do. It's like, you know, all we had to do was what we wanted to do, but there's, yeah. there's other things that, that call it. Oh, that's for real. real. That is so real. And it, and it's crazy. You, you bring up the, um, this idea of like your life being art and all the things that are in it, whether, whether you're, um, you know, going to work every single day, doing some mundane task, um, just how that helps to inform your art, but also thinking about how these are actions that we have to perform. And so it's a bit of a performance each and every day when we go out, granted we, we're doing, it's, it's quarantine and we're not in an office or anything, but you spend, this huge chunk of the day where you're just kind of where, where you're just kind of in a space, you're in an environment where you have to gel into more of a team and be part of like something else and perform a task, a duty that your role is supposed to fulfill to help the bottom line of this company. And so, you know, just thinking about the performative aspect of that, it's like you, you have no choice but to look at it as art because we're all like trying to make a, you know, these different things that we're doing in life and you know we're trying to we're creating things for other people and you know we're also creating things for ourselves so we're in a constant mode of creation so it's just art all around and you know if you approach it that way then you you see how everything connects well how uh actually before i ask this question i feel like now is probably a good place to pause and, and do some intros because we're talking about creative endeavors and and you both overlap in terms of some creative endeavors you got your own you know uh, areas where y'all are tapped into so definitely want to uh provide a little bit more context so with that in mind welcome back to you free our communal podcast you got Ozim on the line who do we have joining me today and let's go in order of previous guests first and then <laughs> and then you guest second oh uh, yeah uh it's Tavares aka T aka Vizio aka Pooty bka the man your girl wants you to be. I do everything, man. Merchant music, vibes, good times, just chilling. 
bruh, you literally create handmade pieces for movie sets. Alright, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get to All that, right. bro. We're gonna get All to right. that. We're my bad, my that. bad. I, I hope I ain't blow up. If they, so, if, yeah, they if they was tuned in how they're supposed to be, they would know that already. But they just let them know they gotta go back and they'll know. Rewind that. <laughs> oh man that's pooty for you this is mari many people may know me as mari world i'm just a dude born and raised chicago uh pooty that's my bro we known each other since we were like shorty 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 shorties and we yeah we grew up we grew up together formed our our, our own values and um really bought the best out of each other and are, are still doing that. So um, a little bit more about myself. I'm uh, currently a software engineering instructor for uh, this program, Momentum at Morehouse. Um, we just taught our second cohort. And um, it's a it's a coat and boot camp. Uh, we teach them JavaScript, HTML, CSS, um, and Python and Django. Teach them how to build full stack applications. So I'm doing that by day. And um, I guess by night, I'm an artist, a musician producer uh that's my that's my domain i love i love putting on a great show i'm I'm sad that everything gets shut down but that still doesn't stop the phone you know still still been in create mode with that and so these are the um it's the life that i'm balancing right now and i'm really enjoying the growth man is a fucking baby genius i'm joined by two geniuses on the call let's go Uh, let's go (laughs) the funk never stops the The funk funk never never stops (laughs) never stops Oh man, I got I got so many different directions I can go off of the intros, but I definitely want to finish the thought because I've re- I've I've listened back to some of my episodes. And I realize I always like have a thought, do intros, and then get another thought and then leave the first one behind. So I'm gonna try actually finishing the thought that I had. <laughs> I feel your pain, bro. Have <laughs> to me all the time. I'm saying, but, but what I was gonna say is, uh, I feel like it's interesting in terms of being at the age that we are, and I don't know if we're all exactly the same age, but you know, like mid twenties, like getting closer to thirty, etc. You start to see, particularly in the in the creative uh, spaces, you start to see examples of folks who, like music, for example. You start to see like the artist who go who gets super big and has a million followers on their first mixtape at the age of seventeen, or you know, like various examples, I guess, of people who are fortunate enough to to rise to certain accolades at a really young age. And then as you get older, I, I guess, like what I'm trying to get at is that sometimes there's an inclination to like see the success of others or see like almost a competitive landscape in terms of creative creative landscapes, not because that's necessarily the way that we're actually wired to, but just because things are often framed in that way. And so I think with with that, you know, kind of going back to this idea of everyone being an artist or life being, you know, an art form in and of itself, embracing that for me was really big because otherwise it would be like, you know, it's easy to get caught into like, so-and-so did this at the age of this, like, why haven't I done this yet, you know? And I think uh, once you start to realize that everyone's path is different and that everyone is just sort of living life and, like, finding their own form of freedom, it's easier to sort of navigate some of that. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that thought totally made sense, but but I feel like y'all follow Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Nah, I wish you 100%, bro. It's all about, like, finding your pace and running your race. And it's something mm-hmm. I always have to, like, keep telling myself is, like, you really just in competition with yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's really about really understanding, like, what works for you Figuring out what, what what's your motion, how you do things, how you operate, your way of thinking, and then like mm. figuring out like, all right, this is my path. This is what I'm good at. This is what I do. This is what I can work on. All right, let's go. And you just run that path. And mm-hmm. like at some point, you're gonna reach that. You're gonna reach that goal line. Some faster mm-hmm. than others, but you're gonna get there at some point. And it's about you winning your race and the mission. Mm-hmm. Right? 
whatever another person got going on, it's not going to impede on you unless you let it. And then it's like, it's also like, you may not be ready to, to gain everything at such a young age. Mm. It's just like how we see people who get it all the time. We see people lose it fast or they get it and it drive them crazy. So it is understanding like, yo, I, I may I may need to get prepared for this before I even get what I asked for. Whew. Bars. Bars. No, yeah, that's super <laughs> real, man. I feel, I feel like I think back a lot of the times to when I thought that I was ready for a certain form of success and then I didn't get that form of success and I look back and I'm like, Thank goodness, you know, like I was not. Yeah, ready. I, I was not ready for that. Like I would have drove myself crazy. Like that's one hundred percent, man, and that's that's something I, I experienced to the core with with music. Because I mean, you're talking about somebody, uh, you know, twenty four years of age. Um, you know, I, I have been an adult for a couple of years at that point, but um, you know, twenty four years of age getting courted by you know, record label, sitting in record label offices, you know, because the song went viral. And I I know nothing about the business. I have no kind of leverage. You know, I'm in such a vulnerable position. You know, I, I can't necessarily take advantage of, of this opportunity, um, you know, the way this opportunity would take advantage of me. It was really something for me to, like, then see that, see that flame, you know, kind of fizzle. It's like, oh. I was right there, like music was climbing up a uh, was climbing up a chart. Like, what more can you ask for, you know? But then, you know, you realize when those types of things like don't happen that often, there's something else that just goes behind like creating art and reaching the success and the milestones that you wish to reach. And that's not really the time. The timeline for that is not linear. You're going to have those really like lucky instances that may help you like shine really, really quickly. But like just as quickly, you, you, you fall, the shooting star be falling, you know, down, down from the sky. And it's just really good to more keep your mind frame on a, a, a long term outlook. So that way, when you have those little sparks, you can kind of control yourself more. You can have more emotional balance. You would have had the emotional um, and mental maturity from your, your life experiences now that you're older and going into your 30s about how to handle situations like that and how to properly capitalize on it. And then even leading up to that, having the correct foundation laid so that you can capitalize on it and take it even, even farther and sustain your efforts. So yeah, it's all about timing, wisdom. Yeah. And a, another part of it is luck and being able to take advantage of it when it comes to you. That's so real. I mean, yeah, that makes me just think about sort of the, I feel like the moments of clarity or like the moments where everything is clicking, you know, those moments to me are always everything I need to put up with the moments of frustration, the moments of, you know, bullshit, the moments of doubt, like all of that stuff, like when everything lines up and you have something where you hit a even even not even necessarily hitting a milestone, but like you just get that feeling of like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or like that feeling of liberation that comes mm. with being able to tap into like the parts of you that you're naturally gifted or naturally inclined to. Um, mm -hmm. It's beyond like any accolade. It's beyond any milestones. It's, it's it's honestly just like a feeling sometimes mm. when like one momentary feeling could have my whole year straight. You know what I'm saying? Like because yeah. you can just look back and be like, oh, but in that moment, it all made sense. You know? Yeah, that's what Lao Tzu calls the flow state. When you're just doing the thing, you're like in the midst of it. Like you're at your best. You're performing. 
And that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the feeling that, that comes from that. Like the, the dopamine is just released in that spirit of you doing the thing that you're gifted at, that you love, that you're naturally inclined to. And it's such a, it's a, it's a great feeling of being, being in the flow state. Just like when an athlete, you know, come down to the fourth quarter, seeing this situation before, trained for this moment, like they know what to do. They're not even thinking. It's just like, React, 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 go, go, go. It's a great state to be in because now you're, you're you're more present and you're not stuck in what you could be doing or what you should have done. But it's about what I'm doing right now. Right. Exactly. All right. So kind of a left turn in the conversation, but I actually wanted to ask y'all for a while. I know y'all go back in Chicago. Um, so how long have y'all like actually known each other? And like, how has that, you know, that friendship evolved over time? Like, for instance, like, you know, both of you are sort of deep, like, as we've been talking about, like, both of y'all are, are, you know, pursuing dreams. And like, I would imagine, like, you know, the dreams start way back in the day, like the dreams start when you're talking with your friends, like, yo, I'm gonna do this one day, I want to do this. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that come up, you know, as you grow older, that sometimes make it harder for it to actually, like, you know, stay in touch and like, really, like, nurture those friendships, especially when you're pursuing your own passions at the same, you know, you're living your own life. But at the same time, you also you know, have your homies. And like, sometimes it can be hard to keep that friendship as strong as it once was. So I'd be curious to hear, you know, saying uh, some brotherly love. Vibes. <laughs> uh, I'd be curious to hear some, sort of like how, how long y'all have known each other and what and what it's been like, you know, growing old, uh, pursuing your dreams together. It was always together. Yo. Like, even if it was like us doing separate things, it was always mm-hmm. together. Like, um, well, first to answer the question, it was like probably like 13 Check years now. Bro, more than that, bro. We first met in 2002. We was in fifth grade. We was in the same basketball league. Tavares oh, was yeah. not your typical, like, built fifth grader <laughs> on the basketball court. <laughs> Yo, we in fifth grade, and he running circles around us. They're like, man, he failed two grades. So, <laughs> so Making up all type of lies about your boy. Right. But, <laughs> no, T was nice on the court. We was 10 years old. And he was out here like LeBron James is going crazy. Well, anyway, we were just the people that were competing in, in the Little League games. Um, you know, fast forward to a couple years, I guess 2004, we were um, on the same. We, we attended the same middle school. So they break, they break the students up into three different divisions. It's like you on 7 East, 7 North, 7 South. Me and T, we were on 7 East. We were in different classrooms, but we were on 7 East. But the people that's on your side, they mix y'all up for exploratory classes. And so this is like your super non-academic classes, like, you know, gym, art. Uh, you got one called conflict resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Study. <laughs> that's a funny class to give middle school was conflict resolution. Yeah, I was like, conflict resolution. You had to solve problems. They ain't resolve no conflict, bro. No. <laughs> our middle school was bad, no bro. Conflict. Like, it was like kids bringing... They were bringing guns to school at like 11, 12. It, was, it wasn't nothing nice. Kids yeah, with guns, for real, man. For real. So there you go. Conflict resolution. That was one of our exploratory classes. One, you should explore conflict <laughs> resolution. <laughs> <laughs> consider, consider it as an option. As an alternative. Consider it as an option. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so long story short, our first exploratory class uh, of our seventh grade year happens to be art. So um, I walk in the classroom and I like stare around. I'm trying to see where where I'm going to sit. You know, you know, you got to sit with somebody who you're going to vibe with, you're going to rock with or whatever. And then I saw T like we connected eyes like 
across the room, and then he was like, "Yeah, dog, right here." <laughs> and so I just like walked over there, and from then we just like started kicking it. Art class, lunch, basketball. So yeah, 2004. So that's what 16 years. Yeah, that's dope. That's, <laughs> that's dope. It started in art class too. You know, saying that that was sort yeah, of yeah, bro. Nothing happens by coincidence, yo. And it's just funny, like how like. On my side of it, like me coming in there first, like coming into the class first, and like me being the only person in there that I would rock with, like man, it's gonna be trash. And then seeing them walk in, it was like man, I know we never really talked before, and I know I probably like we probably hooped and got into it before, but like hey, I don't care. I know I can rock with him. Hopefully he gonna rock with me. We good, bet. All right, we good, and it's been good <laughs> ever since, yo. And I was saying like we do, um, it's always been together because we started doing our like creative endeavors together. Um, mm-hmm. started just going through life, just figuring everything out together. So it's like whenever, even if we're not creating together, whatever thing, whatever ideas I got, every single one of them I run them by Mari. We talk about it. He helped me and he informed me in every little thing I do. So it's like that's always it's always gonna be together. And it's like even on my own separate mission, it's like he got his fingerprints mm-hmm. and all that. So it's 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 family, it's love, and it's like it's deeper than just like us creating or being brothers. Like it's just it's real soul shit. That's real. Yeah, I could go beautiful. on. I could keep on going on, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna allow you to ask if you want to ask another question or something because I could go. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> hey, I'm appreciating the love, man. No, it's it's, it's really dope, <laughs> and I think you know having that kind of like soul to soul connection is, is super key. And, and one way too is is you know like having someone who will actually call you on your bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That they won't call you. Like like you're mentioning, you know, running ideas by each other and stuff like that. Like. That only works if you're also able to be like, yo, that idea is trash. Don't do, don't do that. That's real. <laughs> yeah, that's just for other options, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope, though. I mean, I, I feel like my mind naturally jumps then to, and, and we like to let, you know, folks plug themselves here. So I'm going to let y'all fill in the gaps. But basically, like, you know, I know earlier in the year, y'all, y'all released music together. Um, I didn't understand, like, such, you know, some of that history behind. So it really does feel like a culmination for y'all to, ha- to have uh, put together a track and, like, released out in the world. So... You know, tell the people a little bit about about how that came together. Talking about Black Joy, yes, sir. I am indeed yeah. talking about Black Joy. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> where it, let's talk about where it started. This was back back in two thousand nine. I want to say I was struggling. I was broke, depressed. You know, I'm I'm we about to be seniors in high school. I ain't had no job, no nothing. There wasn't no opportunities like that. And I'm like, T man, I'm 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 struggling, and I'm thinking about. Doing doing some not so great things in order to make some money, and he was like, "Look, bro, trust me. Like that is not the life that you want to get into. Like I had a glimpse of that, bro. That's it's not the ways." He was like, "Check this out. I'm gonna hit up my homie L.A. He got I know he like got a lot of beats he's sitting on. I'm gonna have him swing you some beats. We're gonna get this music thing going. Because at this point, I had gotten like a little studio kit from my mentor." And so um, I just had it chilling. And T was like, yo, we're going to put that equipment to use. And so that summer, we locked ourselves in my, ba- my, my basement bathroom and we recorded our first uh, mixtape, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. M- McFly kids, Raw McFly, Mari McFly. So yeah, that's that's LA McFly that. was good. LA Mcfly, yo, check out LA Van Gogh. You're going crazy. Dope. I, that, He's doing that's some crazy stuff right, right now, yo. He doing some crazy stuff right now. Yeah, you gotta check LA Van Gogh out right now. Oh, so, yeah, yo. So yeah, it's a lot of history. So I mean, fast forward to I guess eleven years later, I pull up in Atlanta. Uh, you know, it's it, it it is quarantine, so you know, I'm just keeping it low key, just going to see the homies, 
who I usually make music with, who are like now family. So yeah, we we dropped through that studio. Um, shouts to Jeremy Brown, Jay Brown. Hey. And, <laughs> yo, Jeremy's nice on the on the production, but um, crazy. This is Fucking was it wizard. the same? It was the, bro. It was the same day I touched down. We walked into the studio yeah, and, and Jay wow. Brown had like this bass line and this kick going. And then he had like a little drum beat rocking, and I'm like, Man, I come in a double Jay Brown on business. And so, um, from there, I was I, I like got the keys. I had been listening to a lot of D'Angelo, and so he pulled mm-hmm. up some keys for me. And then I th- threw some little chorus splashes on there. And I'm like, oh yeah, this that that's that whole Aquarian vibe. And then like next thing you know, me, <laughs> me, me T and me T and Jeremy, we just like rocking out to the beat, and we trying to think about different flows to come up with and stuff. And then Jeremy goes, young black boy, got the black boy power. <laughs> and then everybody just started going crazy. And then um, everybody pieces just started coming together. And it was the energy that was in the room, like we coming off of, you know, everything that's happening, all the social unrest in the world. So just imagine walking into the room with that energy. Mm. Yeah, no, that's 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 powerful. It's a dope song, um, and I, what I like too is it, it transitions well into the newest release. You know, on, on your NFT, uh, plug yourself, yeah, plug yourself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now nah, uh, with the with the brand studio Poppy, we 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 collabed and did some merch for the song. Uh, so we just dropped some Black Joy capsule, uh, Black Joy capsule collection. Just putting everything, keeping the movement going and everything. So. We got three options, short sleeve, long sleeve. It's kind of just let the people connect with the song even more because uh, just like bro said, it, all that energy was coming from the from the civil unrest, the social the social justice movement that's going on and everybody just feeling up in arms and feeling some people and some people feeling defeated about what's going on. And it's just like, nah, yo, we got to we got to reclaim our power and reclaim and realize that our power is us and. And we the people, we control everything, honestly. And it's like, this stuff don't move with us. So let's move and groove in the face of adversity. Let's have some fun. But let's let them know, like, y'all nothing without us. So this really just letting y'all know not to fuck with us because it's about to get real. So in this, in the, in the merch is just, uh, and the merch is just to, to, to expound on the movement in, in the moment and just have something else that somebody else can feel connected with. And just when they wear it, they feel that power. And let them know what's on their mind. Like we got power on our mind, we got justice on our mind, we got freedom hmm. on our mind, equality, everything, everything that comes with that fist is is everything that we want and is everything that we striving for. Nothing but the power on our mind. Black Mr. 
system pimper, revenge getter. You know the crown jewel of my ancestors. Through my daily readings of Quran and holy scriptures, realize this world wouldn't be shit without niggas. Doing my page flipping, I started tripping, loading clippings. Please, please, Lord, forgive them. They know what they do. Fucking with my crew, still that black boy joy. We let it rain on you. Such a fool without us, there'll be no you. Such a fool without us, there'll be no you. Until I check out Niggas gotta tap in To actually understand What I'm rapping Back and back and attacking It happened to be me rapping Magic how I snap and make it happen Started way back then Noticed the power that's in my black skin And went the fuck off and took action Used to sell Jacksons To try to buy time Just to save for a nine For who creep through the blind mind Speech for the deaf mind Seek for the blind This fool for the soul This hope for the time Nothing but the 